Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, September 27, 2022, and this is day 1652 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you above all others. We honor you with a full heart. Thank you for waking us up to see this brand new, beautiful day that you created just for us. Help us, Lord, to see all the good that you've blessed us with and, and not get bogged down with the worries of this world, with all the things that are not going the way we think they should be going, but understanding that you are in control. If we allow you to be in our lives, that you will direct every step that we need to take and that you will bless us abundantly. I thank you so much for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is, it's time to move on. There comes a time in our lives where it's just time to shake off the, the dust off our feet and move on to the next place God is leading us to. Uh, or it may be because the people are not receptive. Uh, and it could be also us, God, moving on. Uh, he's waiting on us, but the further away we get from him, it looks as though he's left us, but in all actuality, we've left him. Let's look at Acts chapter 18, verses 1 through 17, uh, to see what Paul went through. He's at the church of Corinth, and uh, the church of Corinth was had a reputation for great wickedness and immorality. Uh, they had a temple uh, to Aphrodite, uh, Eph or you may have heard of her as Aphrodite, uh, a goddess of love and war. Uh, she had been; it had been built on the large hill behind the city. In this popular religion, people worship the goddess by giving money to the temple and taking part in sexual acts with male and female temple prostitutes. So it was a lot of evil uh, that went on. And let's take a look at what happened when God had Paul to move on. It says, after this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. So the, each Jewish boy learned to, a trade and tried to earn his living with it. Paul and Aquila had been trained in tent making, and that is cutting and sewing the woven cloth of goat's hair <clears throat> into tents. And that's what they did. So Paul didn't really have to count on people when he would go to different places to minister. He always had that skill set with them so that he could make tents if he had to. And um, he could make money. And he came from a very wealthy 
background and family. <clears throat> and this was something that they did. So every Sabbath, he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, to, to preaching, uh, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. So it looks like he tried and tried and tried, but he was not receptive and they opposed him even to the point of being abusive. Then Paul left the temple and went next door to the house of Titus, Justice, a worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. Now remember how wicked the Corinthians were, but but those are ideally that's where God would have us to be because you know those are the people that need the Lord. We you know. Jesus says, it's the sick that need the hospital, a hospital, not the well, you know, well people. So we need not be shocked or surprised at sin. <laughs> we were all born into sin and all of us uh, were sinners and had fallen away from the grace of God. But because of the blood of Jesus, glory to God, Jesus, God's only begotten son hung up on that cross for us. So that we could be, and he, he rose up from the grave. That's very important. And he was victorious over death. He was victorious over hell and over the grave. Um, and then we were reconciled back to God because of what he had done. And um, it, all, it, all it takes is us receiving the gift of salvation. So verse 9 says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. And no one is going to attack and harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man they charge is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to them, if you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matters yourself. I will not be a judge of such things. So he drove them off. Then the crowd there turned on Sosthenes, the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the proconsul. And Gallio showed no concern whatever. So God had already told Paul he would protect him. He'd watch over him. And, and he had basically the people turned against their own leader, the person that was stirring up the mess. And uh, this is what God will do as he sends us out to do his will. There'll be times where he'll say, mm, it's time to move on. 
<clears throat> or it's time to to stand stand firm. And he stood firm for a year and a half at Corinth, preaching the word of God. And if you look in the books of Corinthians, he wrote two letters to them, 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And you'll learn more about what he did in the church of Corinth. So point number one, have you ever tried to help someone get out of a bad situation and no matter what you said or did would not convince them to change, even though their life was in danger? as long as they continue down that same path. Sometimes we can want something for someone more than they want it, you know, for themselves. We, we, we want it more than they do. There comes a time when we have to release them and move on. Um, you continue to pray for them, however, that their eyes will be opened and that they'll begin the process of changing. Like my mother would always say, <laughs> when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you'll do something about it. That's the state of mind Paul was in. After doing all he could do to convince the Jews to accept Jesus as their Messiah, to, but to no avail, he moved on to where his message would be received. Point number two, there comes a time to move in our lives <clears throat> when we have <clears throat> excuse me when we have to um, part ways it could be because you decided to live your life for Christ and and your friends relatives and associates have opted not to serve the Lord which creates division you know you're unequally yoked it, you know, we think of that for marriage but that also goes uh, for us in relationships you know, of course, we're going to share the word and, and talk to other people and, you know, but but they would not necessarily be a part of the inner circle that you have. You have acquaintances and then you have friends. Uh, you have family members that are also fall into the category of, of um, uh, associates or friends. You know, every just because they're family doesn't mean that they're friends. Um, so that can create division when you decide to go one direction and they decide not to. You no longer have much in common anymore. It may even be awkward trying to have a decent conversation because your language is now more godly and peaceful. You know, whereas you used to have that in common where it might have been gossiping or, you know, or um, cussing or whatever. And you, you decided now that you've gotten closer to the Lord that that's not who you are. You're no longer that person. You're, you're a new creation in Christ. And they may not want to accept that. They want to still have the old you. And you're trying to grow in Christ. And Christ is, Jesus is saying, it's time to move on. That is definitely a sign to move on. Once you make the move, you'll discover what the Lord has for you on the other side. Many times God is waiting on us to do his will in order to move on with our blessings that he has for us. So we might even wonder, why am I not being blessed. Sometimes it's because of bad choices. Other times it's because we're suffering for Christ's sake. And that's something we should be joyful about. <laughs> I know it sounds really odd, right? But that's what the word of God says, because it's an honor to suffer for Christ's sake. That means we're doing what he's called us to do. And uh, we are uh, counted worthy to go through some things. And because it is going to strengthen us, it's going to uh, help us to have more endurance and perseverance 
in order to continue to do the work God has given us to do. I'll never forget uh, several years ago uh, at, uh, when I was at Good Samaritan Christian Center. And I, I remember we would have lots of people to come in on Wednesday nights. And uh, the people were struggling. And many of them did not have uh, a safe place to live. Uh, many of them chosen, some had chosen to drugs and some were being prostituted, you know, sex trafficked and uh, stuck in this rut. Uh, others had other um, uh, addictions that they were dealing with. And, uh, and then there were those that were sick in their bodies. And one of the things I had been praying about with this group in particular was, Lord, why are they not being blessed according to what you have for them? They just continue to be in that same mode all the time, struggling all the time, not able to keep a job, not willing or able to get off the drugs, whatever it was. And the Lord gave me a very specific message and gave me a list of things that were very tangible to share with the people at that time. And some of those things were illegal things that people do. And many times when we're struggling and we're in poverty, uh, been there, done that, uh, and there's like this whole underground world. <laughs> there, There is a sub world or whatever you want to call it, where if you can't afford to get your tags, you can go and buy them from someone else just so you can go back and forth to work so that you will not get a ticket and go to jail. Um, there are or people... The other thing God showed me, selling food stamps. Many of the people received food stamps, but they would sell them so that they could buy more drugs. It wasn't that they were selling them <laughs> to pay utilities. Uh, it may have been one or two out of the, the large group of people. Uh, back then, we had CDs, movies uh, that we would pop in and listen to. That was several years ago. Uh, many people were buying what they call bootleg movies and things like that. And, and so was I guilty of that. And the Lord had me to get rid of them all, to stop. Don't do that. Uh, because we're bringing condemnation upon ourselves when we are disobeying God and then we expect him to bless us. God has stepped back and he's like, no, I'm not going to bless that. God does not bless mess. And some of those things, when we know the word of God and start to look and study for ourselves, you know, when we're uh, living uh, in a relationship and it's, we're not married to that person, uh, then that goes against the word of God. Any sexual immorality uh, goes against, that goes against the word of God. So we need, that's just one example. We need to check ourselves, you know, and, and get an understanding as to maybe it's the opposite. Maybe we feel God has moved on. But in all actuality, it's us. We've not moved on towards him. We're steadily moving back. Uh, the, the further we go into sin, the further away we are removing ourselves from God. And God is saying, I want to bless you. I'm here for you. But he's saying, 
I, I want you to come to me and surrender all and trust him, as Paul had to do, uh, to make a way for you. Say, Lord, please help me. And he will. There were things that, that God had to show me. Uh, and, and most importantly, it's things within ourselves that we, you know, like, Lord, please show me who I truly am. You know, show me things that I need to uh, correct and I need to make changes in as I'm as you're growing in Christ. I'll never forget uh, talking with someone many times that were one to get off drugs. But when it came to time to going to the places for treatment and all that, they were nowhere to be found. Over and over and over again, it would be, you know, groups of people that I would talk to and we'd get something set up and ready for a place for them to go. And then they would not show up. And and I would get pretty heartbroken over that. And, and the Lord made it clear to me. And my stepdad used to say this all the time is that what God has given us to do is to preach or teach that word and, you know, be there, pray for the people, encourage the people. But that's all we can do. We cannot force them to do what God is telling them to do. Even God doesn't do that. God gives us all a choice. And so me getting upset or sad and thinking that I'm not doing enough uh, was just myself thinking that. And God was revealed that to me and said, let that go. Move on. Continue to teach and preach. Continue to pray for the people. But don't get bogged down or consumed by those things. So I'll never forget how he uh, let me see this. And one lady for years we had worked with and uh, telling her about the Lord. And, you know, I mean, there's times she come down to the church and be in the bathroom undressed, you know, because she did not have a, she had a place, but maybe did not have running water. And so she'd be in there washing up in the bathroom. And one time some, one of the kids discovered and ran out screaming, you know, saw her in there. And so we had to talk about that and figure out ways to to do it more decent and in order. So many challenges and many things happened with this young lady and she still would just still strung out. And one day uh, we were outside and I've shared this story. It's just such a uh, dear to my heart. Um, we were outside and giving away clothes and and food and, and teaching. It was a whole summer of doing that. And it was really exciting. Well, uh, there were many people walking down the street. And, and there's this lady that comes walking down the street. And I didn't recognize her. And she says, Jackie, Jackie. And I'm looking I'm like, who is this lady? And she was very, you know, well, she was dressed well and, you know, um, groomed well. And uh, whatever you consider groomed well, you know, uh, that's that's another point of perspective, but um, she looked like she was put together and she came up and after I got to see her up close, it was the very lady we had been working with and saying, get off the drugs. What can we do? Here's this. She said she was free. <laughs> Glory to God. She was free and her family, we knew her family and they would call us while she was at the church and check in on her because they knew she would come to the church on Wednesday nights and, and they were happy that, that she was in a safe space and they had been working with her also. 
and it was one of the most beautiful things. I'm so grateful that God gave me a glimpse of it and just to let me see uh, and to continue to press on doing what he's called me to do. What about you? Is he saying it's time to move on for you from someone or some a group of people? Or is he? are you struggling with the fact that you feel as though God may have moved on from you? But in all actuality, it's us that has moved away from God. He's still there. He's waiting on you. He loves you so much. And no matter what you have done, God still loves you and God will still receive you. You simply ask for forgiveness, receive his son as your savior, and you will begin to walk according to the word of God and doing the will of God. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is the ultimate, to spend eternity with Jesus. There is no end to eternity. (laughs) Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, working with our youth, teaching them life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness. Please become a partner and donate. We appreciate you so very much. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.